why is his protein powder okay, but not the one I have in my pantry? Well, because you don't have the one his mom used in her kitchen when she fed him as a child and made him a food expert. Virginia, (laughs) it's more like I don't have the one that he makes money off of. You're listening to Burnt Toast. This is the podcast about diet culture, anti-fat bias, parenting, and health. I'm Virginia Soul-Smith. I also write the Burnt Toast newsletter. And I'm Corinne Fay. I work on Burnt Toast and run Sell Trade Plus, an Instagram account where you can buy and sell plus-size clothing. And it's time for your August indulgence gospel. We are going to answer your questions like we do every month. We've got butter. And instead of hate mail, not that I'm not still getting hate mail, there's plenty of hate mail, but just to mix it up, we got a request to do one of the more old school Burnt Toast podcast features, which is It's Not Not a Diet, where we debunk a diet that you told us to look at. So that is coming up. It's good stuff. This is also a paywalled episode. That means to hear the whole thing, you'll need to be a paid Burnt Toast subscriber. It's just $5 a month or $50 for the year. Click the link in your episode description or go to virginiasoulsmith.substack.com to join us. So, Grant, how are you? What is going on with you? I'm doing good. I'm trying to think of something to talk about besides the weather because it's just (laughs) been, like, really, really hot here. Yeah. It usually gets hot, but it feels like it's been more extended this year. I mean, I feel like every week the newspaper is like, it was the hottest day in the history of the world yesterday. And you yeah. just, we all just hold on for dear life as the planet is burning. Feeling a lot of climate anxiety. Well, I have two updates for us based on last indulgence gospel related to that conversation that I wanted to share. One is a very important text I received from Julia Tertian friend of the show, cookbook author, friend of my heart, Julia Tertian. She texted to say, listen to Indulgence Gospel, great as always. Here's something I learned a couple of years ago that I wish I learned decades ago. You can just hold the crotch of your one-piece swimsuit to the side if you need to pee. No need to take the whole thing off. I believe this okay. is in response to us saying we didn't like one pieces. I know. The, the, I knew. I do that. And you still don't like a one piece. Do you never do that? You've never done that? I, or were you not aware? I think I've done it like in a moment of panic, but I don't think okay. I realized it was like a legit thing that we are all just doing with our one pieces. So I have been fully taking a one piece on and off oh and gosh. hating my life. I do that. Okay. I still find the two-piece sometimes, like, easier to deal with. Because you can just take it off like underwear, like one normally does. Well, Julia says this changed her life. I said, I will read this and credit you appropriately for this swimsuit crotch gospel. And she said, please do. The more people who know, the better. So here we are. Yes, thank you for the swimsuit crotch gospel. (laughs) I'm just here to provide a full service experience. I'm glad we're announcing that because everyone should know and feel empowered to do that. Definitely. I think I've done it thinking like, what am I doing? And now I I do feel a sense of peace that it's just like how you were supposed to pee in a one piece. Like I said last time, I've been wearing a long sleeve one piece. Like yeah, you're no not getting in and out of that. coming off. No way, no way. That's just <laughs> no. You're once you're in, you're in for the I'm day. I'm stuck. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm like too sweaty, I can't even get it on. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second breaking news update is a commenter Kelly who posted, "Hi, I am the one who asked about frozen treats, and I was trying to say oh. in an Instagram answer short way, which is true. She put it in the question box on Instagram." 
that I put frozen cherries in a mug, microwave them for 60 seconds, then scoop Rocky Road on top and let the melty cherries and their juices mix with the chocolate ice cream. Okay, that sounds freaking amazing. So and good. I am so embarrassed for us that we did not figure that out. <laughs> Kelly, I'm sorry. We apparently could not read oh that today. Kelly did such a good job. Yeah. She really like sent us this delicious treat tip. And I'm like a cherry super fan, so I really want to try this. Yeah, so and bad. also, we just like totally. I was like, it. "What is a microwave 60? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, um, we spent a long time discussing. Other commenters were like, "You guys, it was microwave for 60 seconds. Like that's yeah, how you but, saw the cherries." Yeah. But no one else had put it together with the Rocky Road ice cream, which was I know. Like, I, I yeah, just totally uh, missed that it was all one thing. All and one I thing. love that it's like a multi ingredient frozen treat she just set a new bar for how i feel like i want to operate with frozen desserts yes like it's i really want to try this it sounds delicious yeah so thanks for the tip kelly and sorry that we (laughs) really bungled that let's do some questions all right i will read the first one because it is for you okay this person writes i'm curious to hear corinne's thoughts on sports with weight classes like powerlifting I love Olympic lifting, but weight classes keep me from competing because of my scale issues. Yeah, this is such a great question. And I have so many thoughts about it. And I also just want to say, like, I'm relatively new to this sport and I'm not an expert, so definitely might get some things wrong. Yeah, so powerlifting competitions have weight classes. Like at the meet I did, the top three lifters from each weight class get prizes, but then there's also a prize for like best lifter overall. Okay. And they use some complicated math formula to calculate who's the best lifter based on how much they lift and taking into account body weight. Oh, because I mean, as you've explained to us, like the bigger you are, the more you can lift. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have also now heard, and I'm sure we'll get people writing in because now I know there's a bunch of powerlifting fans in the Burnt Toast community. But I've heard that like past a certain point, it's like not really right or oh. something. Like it actually disadvantages people in like much bigger bodies. It's also all in kilograms. So the heaviest class was 110 kilograms, which is like around 240 pounds. Okay. I'm just way beyond that. Right. Like, so first of all, I'm not like nervous about like making weight or something right. because like it's just not even close. Right. You knew you were firmly over the threshold. Yeah. So I was like, I don't need to worry about that. Right. And I will say the meet that I went to, like, when you had to weigh in, you just, like, went into a private room with someone who was running the meet and stepped on a scale, and it was in kilograms. So Mm -hmm. I'm also like, means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Have Mm -hmm. no idea what Mm -hmm. those numbers mean. Right. But I did, like, think about it because also, like, the roster is publicly available. So, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, anyone who knows me could look up the roster and find out, like, how much I weigh. And especially if they know the metric system or can do math. Yeah, Yeah. or can Google. That is personal information that's being displayed publicly. That is uncomfortable. I just kind of decided, like, that I was more interested in, like, competing than worrying about that. Totally. I have what is maybe a very basic question, but if you were on the line between two weight classes, is it like I want to be in the higher weight class or I want to be in the lower weight class, like relative to performance? Usually people want to make a lower weight class so that 
like they're competing with people who weigh less than them and presumably lifting more. Oh, so they would have an advantage being like the higher weight. That's the thinking. But like, I will say for the meet that I did, if I had been in the weight class below mine, I wouldn't have placed. Got it. I don't think. There's still going to be some variety of like how skilled people are, how long they've been lifting. Yeah. That kind of stuff's going to come into play too. The meet that I did, I think the organizers kind of like pushed to have higher weight classes they got rid of some of the lower weight classes Mm -hmm. because they start really low like Mm -hmm. around like I don't know like 95 pounds or Mm -hmm. something and so they got rid of some of the lower weight classes and added some higher ones because some meats will only go up to like I would have to check but it's like 85 kilograms would be like the highest weight class which is like well that's bullshit I don't know 180 pounds or something I mean, if this matters, then that's clearly not serving people. So it is definitely like a interesting, complicated issue. And yeah, I think it also makes me think a lot about the conversation with Martinez, just about like accessibility and like who we're kind of like encouraging to participate in sports when there's like, you know, a weight class for somebody who's like well under 100 pounds, but not one for someone who's like, right, you know, 300 pounds. Right, right. That. That does say quite a lot. So I don't know. To the person who wrote this in, like, I would just say you should go for it. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to talk about it more, like, message me. Maybe also Julia Tertian would have some stuff to say about this. I think she will. Julia, we'll be awaiting your texts and comments. I think it's just upsetting because this is a sport, as you've written, that should be very body size inclusive and like pro larger bodies. And so the fact that you're still going to have to navigate anti-fatness in the way that a lot of these meats are structured is super disheartening. And I do think it's like the reason there are weight classes is to try and make it fair. So you're like competing against people who are like relatively your size, but yeah, it just doesn't it's still hard to like include all the kind of like natural body variations within that. And I mean, it's just so reductive, right? Like kilograms that you weigh is just one aspect of your overall fitness and strength and performance and all of these things. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's a lot here. In a lot of meets, there's like regular and also masters, which is like over 40. So there's just like different, lots of different ways to divide people up to try and like keep it fair but interesting yeah all right well there's a lot here all right you want to read the next one yes my body has changed so much in the last 15 years and I'm learning to be neutral about it and just buy new clothes or shoes or whatever I need in the body I am in now I've gotten pretty good at this except for my wedding rings I like my wedding rings but my body is changing so frequently that constantly having them resized doesn't feel viable I bought a cheap stand-in but it doesn't feel the same what do we do with the things that no longer fit, but we also miss and don't want to let go of entirely? I'm sure rings aren't the only thing that fall into this category, but it is the one I struggle with the most. Does anything fall into this category for you? Okay, Freelist, this is where we leave you. If you want to hear our full answer to this question and also hear our thoughts on Bobby Parrish, that is coming up. You're going to need to go to the link in your episode description or virginiasoulsmith.substack.com to become a paid subscriber. Thank you for supporting Body Liberation Journalism.